You're listening to the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast. I'm Heather, and I like to treat this podcast like we're just old friends sitting around in our jam jams with no makeup, a messy bun, and probably some sort of bodily fluid on our shirt from a child. In this show, we chat about homemaking, simplifying mommyhood, Jesus, and everything in between. This is a place where we embrace that life can sometimes be a crazy, beautiful, hilarious mess. I want to give you the encouragement, support, and some practical tips to help you thrive, even when some days you might feel like you're riding the Holy Hot Mess Express. So grab Grab a cup of coffee or wine if it's been one of those days. Relax. Let's chat. Hey, everybody. Back again. We are talking about why cash look. Oh, why? Mm. Why Catholics worship Mary? It's said with sarcasm because we don't worship Mary, and I'll get into that. And it's actually one of the things I get asked a lot, especially when you feel any sort of a pull or devotion to Mary. And I always feel like she's a saint on my side because of the motherhood thing. Um, So I like asking Mary to pray for me and having pictures of strong, humble sweet, loving Mary in my house to remind me to be strong, humble, sweet, and loving. So there's lots of questions that surround why Catholics quote-unquote worship Mary or how we believe she was born free of sin or why we pray to her. And this is stuff that I've researched and researched and researched, and it's because I'm a really big advocate for re-catechism. And I've said it before, but the Sunday school classes I got was just a lot of God is good and God loves you and pray to him when you need stuff. And that Sunday school formation was weak and it wasn't enough to survive when the world started testing it. So when people ask me those questions about Mary or the Pope or the saints or anything, I could be stumbled and stopped in my tracks and don't know how to answer it and then question my own faith and leave it at that. Or I can go and search for the answer and for the truth and the biblical basis and the historical basis. And the next time I'm asked that question, not only do I have the information in my brain, which strengthens my faith, but then also I am knowledgeable and can kindly defend the faith to other people. So I've got a lot of books that I recommend And I'll put those in the links to the show notes because I might not remember them off the top of my head to actually say them out loud. But if I can, I will (laughs) mention them. But do not fear. There are tons of books on the subjects and they're really good, easy, light reads. So I'll put those in the show notes. But anyways, my number one point about Catholics, quote unquote, worshiping Mary is... Anyone that you find worshiping Mary is worshiping an idol. She is not God. I repeat that. She is not God. And therefore, she is not to be worshipped. Worship is meant for God alone. But that doesn't mean we can't honor her. And we really should because she's the mother of God. So just like we honor our president, honor the king and queen, you know, if they come to visit America, honor Justin Timberlake or Bruno Mars. We can honor these people because of what they've done. We can honor people because of the example they show us, because we honor their faithfulness. But 
she's the mother of God. And so she's got a lot in her to be honored and to be looked after that we should be striving to be like, because she was the best disciple. So Jesus is the only intercessor between us and God, but all the saints are still, they still offer intercessory prayer. And it's just like when you're sick and you talk to your mom on the phone and you say, mom, can you just pray for us? We're all really sick right now. That is just intercessory prayer. But if you think about prayer of people who are already up there hanging out with Jesus, hanging out with the father, because they already won the race, they've already, they've already crossed the finish line. Well, I guess that the race was run, won for us, but they've already crossed the finish line, you know, and they're there cheering us on. So why not seek to people that seek to look to people that show us a great example. And Mary is the greatest example of all. So here are some of the reasons why we should honor her. And the Bible says she is, quote, full of grace. And the angel Gabriel tells Mary she's full of grace before grace was even a thing. If you think about it, grace was the free gift of salvation won by Jesus for us. So how was she full of grace if Jesus hadn't died and redeemed us for our sins yet? He wasn't even born yet because that grace from Jesus was retroactive. So this is a really cool thing I read about in, I want to say Scott Hahn's book, Hail Holy Queen. I believe that was his book that it's in, but he says that there's two ways someone can be saved. For example, you can be saved from addiction to drugs. So you could, your parents could save you by finding you messed up and addicted taking you in, caring for you during withdrawal, helping you recover and keeping you from relapsing. And in doing so, they save your life. They could also save you from a life or death from addiction by raising you, protecting you to never fall from down the addiction trap to begin with. So we're saved by grace via the first example, because we fail. God saves us, takes us in, cares for us, and gives us the grace to try to not relapse, but he's also won a redemption. Mary is saved from grace because she was preserved from it, not freed from the bonds of it. And so in either scenario, neither would be possible without Jesus's life, passion, death, and resurrection. So Mary's no greater than Jesus at all, but she receives grace in a preservative way. So Mary's kind of a big deal. She's born without sin because she was freed with it. We can't comprehend God, but it isn't but God isn't constrained to day and time and space like we are. So another point is that the queen mother was a much bigger deal than the queen back in Jesus's time, and that's why she's so important. So this is really cool. The Hebrew term for Jebriah that the Jews used is our equivalent of today's queen. It actually means mistress or wife of the king. The term Malkitha is translated to queen, and it really in our terms would mean mother of the queen. So back in the day of Jesus, lots of rulers didn't just have one wife or Jebriah. They had a lot. So if a man had five wives while he's the prince, 
and his father dies and he becomes king, how many, how do you know which of the five wives becomes the queen, the Malkitha? It gets really confusing. Is it the one that he married first or the first one to pop out a kid or the first one to pop out a boy kid? What if none of them had had kids yet? This is where it defaults to the queen mother or the Malkitha. So if King A dies and the third born child, child of wife two, Malkitha, is the firstborn son. That firstborn son becomes the king, and his mama, wife number two, becomes the queen mom. So the king's up there sitting on his throne, but he can't be bothered with all these peasants and their tiny, stupid requests. So the peasants bring their gifts and offerings to the queen, the Malkitha, the queen mama. She then brings them to her son and presents them through her intercession. This is how Mary likes to work. She doesn't answer our prayers. She takes our smallness and she turns it into something beautiful to present to the king, to Jesus. And we all know a nice way to a boy's heart is through his mama. So if you can change your view that if Mary's some sort of prayer answerer or superstitious outlet and turn it into something where you realize that she's our number one advocate, then you'll get it. So this kind of brings it all around to the rosary. And I'm going to have a whole nother podcast about the rosary, and I hope to have Kristen from One Hail Mary at a time on, and that would be awesome. But right now, let me just explain that although the rosary says Mary like 53 times, or it says Hail Mary's 53 times, so it, over 100 times it says Mary. Jesus, God, Father, and the Holy Spirit is mentioned a lot more. And the first half of the Hail Mary prayer is completely biblical. So it's straight from the Bible. The words of the angel Gabriel, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. That's from Luke chapter one, verse 28. Then Luke chapter one, verse 42, Elizabeth says, blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And the fruit of her womb is Jesus. And so the actual translation of the original Greek of hail actually means be blessed, rejoice, or be glad. So the hail doesn't mean we're praising or worshiping her. We're just celebrating with her. And in the second half, we're simply asking her to help us out. So like I said before, we ask our friends and our family to pray for us all the time. So why not ask the saints and the mama of God to do it for us too, if they're already up in heaven, chilling with Jesus. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So I can go on and on and on and on about Mary and how there's just these amazing devotions to her that especially as women and as moms, we can look to her for a lot of guidance on our behavior and our demeanor and our devotion to Jesus, especially when times get tough because her path to sainthood was extremely hard. You know, God didn't say, you're going to have the son of God and everything's going to be great. She was exiled and she's running and she's trying to save this baby. And meanwhile, the entire community, you know, is like, you had this baby out of wedlock and all this, you know. So when times get tough, she's a really good saint to look to. And just, Mama Mary, help me out, you know, pray to God for me because this is hard and I need to know how to be more like you to point me to Jesus. And she's a really good example for that. So a few books that are really good on the topic is Dr. Ed Sri has a book called, I want to say Hail Mary, but I might be wrong. Anyways, Hail Holy Queen is by Dr. Scott Hahn. 
Then there's also 30 Days to Morning Glory. And that is a like 30-day consecration to Mary. And it's really easy. Um, St. Louis Montefort wrote the original one. And this one was written by like somebody more modern. And so it's easier to follow. I'll link to that. Um, you can get it on Amazon. It's pretty cheap. And then the other one is Brant Petrie's Jesus and the Biblical Roots of Mary. And that one's really good for the whys, the hows of everything biblical and the Jewish tradition that translates into us giving Mary the honor that is due to her. But we don't understand that in our day and time because it's not a thing. Now, so that's a little tidbit I have for today on Mary, and I just kind of want to offer up prayer for all of those in Paris and in France about the fire that was in Notre Dame because um, that was on the news yesterday, and it's kind of on my heart, and that's why I want to talk about Our Lady, which is what Notre Dame means. And if you got any questions, got any topics you want me to cover, I'm trying to calm down from a workout. So I'm like, anyways, if you have anything you want me to cover, head over to my website, holyhotmessmom.com. You can shout out to me on Instagram or Facebook. You can leave me a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast, or you can shoot me an email at podcast at holyhotmessmom.com. This episode is over, but there's lots more content for you to check out on my website. Head over to holyhotmessmom.com for all sorts of downloads, posts, and ridiculous stories, as well as the show notes for today's episode. Don't forget to find me on Instagram and Facebook at holyhotmessmom, as well as in our exclusive mama Facebook group by searching Holy Hot Mess Mamas. That's Holy Hot Mess, M-A-M-A-S. So we can connect, share, encourage, uplift, laugh, and be virtual best friends. Do you have a topic or something you want to hear about on the show? Shoot me an email at podcast at holyhotmessmom.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions. If you like this episode, would you do me a huge favor and head over to your podcast app and give us a rating and review so that more ladies can find our podcast. The more great reviews we have, the wider we reach with our support, tips, laughs, and encouragement. I would really appreciate it. Until next time.